What's going on everyone? Welcome back to episode 2 of the Silent Grind podcast. Today we're going to be talking about how to become a better shooter for basketball. The mechanics you need, how to actually become a better shooter and like all the small little details that go into becoming a really good shooter. I really do believe that shooting is that one skill that everybody needs and everybody can learn. You know, not everybody is kind of going to be athletic or a great finisher or a great ball handler, but everyone can learn to shoot. I really do truly believe that. So, let's get into it. Okay, so number one, we're going to start with the upper body. We all know the guidelines when it comes to shooting, and I say guidelines and not rules because, you know, we can't force our bodies into things that just physically can't do. You know, if you're a bit tighter in your shoulder or your elbow or and you can't get your elbow straight in under, there's no point trying to force it because that's actually going to make your shot worse. So we'll get in and get into all that in a minute. Okay, so what are these guidelines I'm talking about? We all know them. Anybody who's played basketball and has had a coach try to teach them to shoot, they've all heard them. Any video you see on YouTube about someone trying to teach you to become a better shooter, they all have the same rules. Okay, so number one, for for me anyway, is to get your elbow up to your eyebrow. Okay, so when you follow, this is with your shooting hand. So when you shoot that ball, you want to follow through right until your elbow gets to your eyebrow. And what that will do is that will ensure you get that high release everyone talks about. Because like if you just tell yourself shoot for a high release, it can go crazy. You can't see it. You know, it could go through your nose. I've seen shots where some people, like I said, go higher release as they've been shooting and their, their elbow has been right back at their ear and it's just kind of all over the place. So that, you know, that sweet spot for me and for people I've taught to shoot is at the eyebrow. It's just, it's a perfect spot where you get enough arc from wherever you're shooting from, say if it's mid-range, if it's the free throw line, if it's three-point line, you can still get that power you need and get enough arc so you're not just throwing up flat shots. Okay, so continuing with that shooting arm, the next thing you do after you get the high release, you want to put your hands in the cookie jar. This is something we use a lot with smaller players, but it's a really good analogy to kind of force players to flick their wrist down and not kind of push through the ball. So what it means is, I want you to imagine, right, you're in your kitchen and up on the very top shelf in the kitchen, there's a jar full of cookies, okay? If you're going to try to get a cookie out of that jar, you're not going to just push your hand up and try to knock the jar off the shelf. It's going to fall, it's going to break, cookies are going to go everywhere. What you would do is you would reach your hand up, okay, right up over the jar and then kind of curl your fingers down into the jar. So if you actually do that yourself, you see what I mean? It looks like you shot a basketball. You've gone up and you kind of flicked your wrist down into the jar. You know, this is this is what it should look like when you shoot. Some people kind of say, put your hand in the rim either. It's like you're trying to go up over the front of the rim and reach down into it. You don't want to kind of like push like you're trying to push at the rim or something because that's how you get a kind of, you don't get that soft touch. You just kind of, you know, you're throwing darts at it. You know, you want to throw, as a coach once said to me, you want to shoot rainbows, not darts. You know, they want to go up and softly come down. You're not trying to throw it as hard as you can to get it to stick to the backboard or something like that. 
Okay, so next we're going to talk about the feet, okay? And we're still talking about the upper body, but where you place your feet, well not where, kind of more how you place your feet, will really, really affect your shot. So a lot of more old school coaches, they would teach both feet facing towards the rim, okay? And so when you have both feet facing towards the rim and now you're trying to put your elbow in under, it puts a lot of strain on your kind of shoulder and elbow because you're trying to force it into a position that it just doesn't want to go in. You know, if you were to stand and say push against the wall or something, right now your elbows are going to stick out a small bit. But if you had both your feet facing towards the wall, right, and you just push the wall, your elbows are going to stick out kind of a 45 degree angle. So, you know, trying to teach someone to shoot or teach yourself to shoot with both of your feet facing towards the rim and try and force your elbow in under, it's not going to happen. Your body doesn't want to do that. Your body does these things for a reason. It's much more easier and safer to push at that kind of an angle than it would be to try force your elbows in to a really awkward position. So, like, just don't do it. You know, if your body doesn't want to do it, why would we do it? So, instead, what I want you to try is turn your feet at kind of like a 45-degree angle to the basket so they're not going to be facing the sideline as such they're going to be facing kind of towards the corner you know you're not trying to turn completely away from the basket but you're not trying to be completely square to it with your feet either that small little 45 degree turn and what that's going to let your body do is it's going to let that elbow sit in nice and comfortable in line with kind of that basket you know like the way of thinking that you have to have everything completely lined up and like in line with the basket is old, you know, your body doesn't want to do that. You want to kind of have that ankle, knee, hip, elbow and then your the eye that your shooting hand is on. So say if you're right handed your right eye we're talking about here. They all kind of want to roughly like right, rhyme. <laughs> like I said, this is an unedited podcast, so I'm not taking this stuff out of it. Um, anyway, you want them lining up with the basket, okay? You know, your body doesn't really work in straight lines. There's not going to be that dead-ass straight line from everything, you know, from your shoe and elbow straight to the basket. It's going to kind of... If your elbow sticks out a small bit, like which it probably will, don't worry about it. You know, it's it's going to do that. It doesn't want to sit in this awkward position because... Right, I want you to try this. If you get your elbow right now, okay, and you force it in to be right in under that shoulder, like you would be taught, I want you to look at your wrist. When I do that with my wrist, my wrist is actually facing towards the left side of my body okay my, my hand isn't turned to the basket at all so if I had a basketball sitting in my hand right now it actually when I look at my wrist it looks like it's going to go sideways instead of straight if I kind of turn my feet and let my elbow stick out just slightly kind of in a natural position now my hand is completely lined up with the basket if you look at most great shooters you know nine times out of ten they are not going to have this kind of perfect um, mechanics that all these rules that you've been told to follow. A lot of shooters, 
the 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 way their bodies the, their bodies have adjusted. The, you know that's why I say their guidelines. You follow them, and it gives you a good looking shot and good mechanics, but it's not going to be absolutely perfect. Your body is going to deviate from these guidelines a small bit. It's going to make small adjustments to suit your body better. Do you know? So like, maybe your elbow sticks out a small bit. Maybe your feet kind of turn a little bit extra or a little bit less. Whatever, you know, it it changes for everyone. If you look at someone like Kyrie Irving, for example, we all know he's a great shooter. But, but like, when you look at his hands in particular... You know, you wouldn't teach that. He has a big thumb flick, his knees fall in. All these things that, like, you wouldn't teach. But nobody's going to try to correct him because he's a great shooter. Your body will adjust to make your mechanics as optimal as they can for your body. So always keep that in mind. If your body, you know, deviates a small bit, it's more than likely doing it for, you know, optimum performance. But in saying that, if your shot just looks, you know, whack, like you, you have to kind of come back to these guidelines and, you know, take a look at your mechanics and say, okay, my body is doing a couple of weird things right here. You know, my elbow is sticking way out. My my wrist is kind of flicking off to the side instead of going up and down into the basket. And I'm actually missing a load of shots. Well, then there's a problem. Then you need to change your mechanics. There's no point in saying, oh yeah, my body does something different, but it's working. Or sorry, it's not working. If it's not working, like then you need to change. If it's working, great, keep going. And it, can, it could maybe be better with a few changes. Who knows? You don't know until you try. Okay, so the last one, just I went on a little rant there. <laughs> the last one I want to talk about when it comes to upper body mechanics is hand placement. Now, this is something that it can be hard to teach. This one can take a couple of years. You know, it depends, in my experience, at what age you learn to shoot. If you say you have a younger you know, brother or sister and you are trying to teach them to shoot or something, straight off, teach them to shoot off their index finger. So what I mean by that is, you want your you want the ball to balance perfectly in your hand, right? You don't want the more weight to the left or right of your hand because when you shoot it, you know, that weight is gonna kinda of displace the ball and it's gonna miss more left and right. If you have it kind of sitting dead on in the center of your hand where it's comfortable, then it's more likely gonna be straight every time. So with younger players is something I find that, say, kind of from 10 years old to maybe 12 or 13, they really like to shoot off of their index finger because it just, it the boss is perfectly balanced in their hand. When they get a little bit older, and it, like if you're teaching them a little bit older, sometimes, well, most of the time, they tend to prefer your middle finger on the middle of the ball it's not a you know it's not a big problem but you know where you can try stay more towards the index finger if you're learning to shoot if you've been 
playing basketball for a couple of years and you're a good shooter and you maybe you go off your middle finger or you go off your index and middle finger which is a split finger release where basically the middle the the line of the middle of the ball kind of sits between your middle and index finger that's fine don't change it if you're learning or teaching yourself to shoot now to try to become a better shooter maybe you know you want to kind of stick towards either the middle finger or the index finger preferably the index finger when you look at a lot of the more like old school kind of shooters i'm talking like kobe michael jordan ray allen they were all index finger shooters and i tried it myself and like the ball does kind of seem to balance a bit better in your hands and it can go a bit straighter but you know me myself i am a middle finger shooter I've been doing it that way for years. I'm not going to change now. I just played around with it for a while to see, you know, was there a difference? And, yeah, it, it, the, the index finger, it does seem to be better, particularly if you're a really dominant mid-range player. When you step outside to kind of more three-point shooting, your middle finger seems to kind of just become a bit more kind of dominant I suppose if you look at all the great three point shooters now they're all middle finger shooters it just seems like you can get kind of more of your hand behind the ball and you know really put that power into which you need to become a good three point shooter whereas when you're in the mid range like shooting off the index finger it just seems to give you a bit of a softer touch and this is something actually I realized when I got tendonitis last summer and I started coming back playing basketball, whenever I was shooting, so say when I first started getting back into playing basketball, when I was just getting reps up to try to find the rhythm again and I kind of shoot in the mid-range, the ball kept coming off my index finger, which it was weird because I knew I was a middle finger shooter. And it was just after doing a bit more research and kind of studying a few players, you, you do tend to re- see a lot like mid-range players tend to be a lot more middle finger, three-point or mid-range players tend to be a lot more index finger, three-point players shooters tend to be a lot more kind of middle finger. The reason I don't know, but like when you get one and you find a release that's comfortable, you stick with it. Don't, you know, go changing it every once in a while because, like, it will mess up your shot. If you find one that's comfortable for you, just run with it and get reps up with it and get used to it and all that kind of stuff. You don't want to be kind of changing between them, like, all the time. Because I actually, I tried that. I, about a year ago, I was really working on becoming a good shooter and... I actually did this during the season which again not a good idea if you're trying to work on your shot and change it you don't want to make these changes during the season this is for the off season but I did it during the season and let me tell you it was ugly I was trying to change from kind of this I didn't really have a finger I released it off of I just kind of shot it but my release was awful I had like fingers pointing all different directions and my flick was going sideways sometimes and sometimes it was going down and excuse me it was just a mess and the reason I'm saying this is like when you go mess around with your shot it is going to be ugly for a while 
and that's what you want to do it during the off season because if you're you know trying to make these changes during the season where you know let's be honest you don't really have much time to practice by yourself to get up reps where there's no kind of game pressure on you it is going to mess up your shot you know if whereas during the off season say if you're trying to make a change to your shot you're trying to like hire your arc you're trying to change your feet or something you have months where you don't have to actually play basketball against anyone or any games and you can purely focus on making those changes you do that during the season you know you might get an hour or two to yourself to work on this a week but the reality is like when you go to training and you have a game at the weekend or maybe you have another game during the week you don't have you're not going to get that same kind of quality because when you're in a game you're not thinking about oh yeah when I go to shoot this on I need to set my feet like this and get my hands on the ball like this you're thinking oh here comes a six foot you know small forward coming at me trying to block my shot I need to get this off quick and then that's where it can get messy when you're trying to change your shot <laughs> what happened for me was you know I remember I shot once and I hit the wires above the backboard and like that was ugly <laughs> you know you're trying you're trying to tell everyone oh yeah I'm a great shooter and you're hitting the wires above the backboard you don't want to do that during the season because that's you know it's during the season where like there's Ireland teams to be made, there's Midland teams, there's medals to be won, there could be scholarships on the line. You don't want to make those changes during a period where like you could have someone watching you as, as much as possible you don't want to. Sometimes you just have to, but like, you know, during the season where kind of the lights are on you as such, you don't want to be making those changes. So... Yeah, so that kind of just sums up upper body. Follow the guidelines and the main ones for me are elbow to your eyebrow, hands in the cookie jar, keep that feet turned and get a hand placement and stick with it. And the reason I spent so long just kind of talking about purely the upper body mechanics and kind of the main mechanics for shooting is like, if you want to be a good shooter, like, I'm not talking, you know, you know, a sniper kind of like Steph Curry, you know, never misses from three kind of player. I'm talking about literally just like even a reliable free throw shooter. You know, not even like a 90% or something, kind of like a 60%. You need good mechanics to be a good shooter or to even be a decent shooter. You know, like one of the greatest shooters actually ever in NBA basketball was Tim Duncan. And, like, his signature shot was that kind of backboard shot out of the post. You know? Like, again, you need good mechanics to hit that shot. Like, you know, if you don't have good mechanics in your shot, like, it is going to limit what you can do. A great example of that is Lonzo Ball when he first came into the league. You know, we all know that shot, the big ugly kind of, like, swiping the whole way across his body. And the reason it limited what he could do offensively is because, and you you can go back and you can watch any of his kind of stuff and you'll see this, he could only shoot and step back one way. So like, 
when he kind of when he dribbled and he goes to step back, he could only step back going left because he had to get that ball up to the left side of his body and head in order to shoot. If he used to step back going to the right, he kind of have this big awkward load where he trying to pull back, and it just it just wouldn't work. You can you go watch him and you see what I mean. He could only go one way. You know, he couldn't hit fadeaways out of the posts or even turnaround shots or mid-range shots because he couldn't pull up. He could literally only go one way, you know. Whereas when you have a pretty decent shot, you can do anything. You can step back left and right. You can hop into both ways. You can pull up in the mid-range. You can go off the glass. You can do whatever. So, like, you know, you need those good mechanics so you can give yourself as many options as possible and as you need. And as well as that, if you have good mechanics for shooting, it makes it a lot easier to, you know, make those adjustments in the air on the fly if you need to. So a great example is a fadeaway kind of turnaround out of the post. We we've all seen Michael Jordan do it, especially he's famous for it. And if you think of it like a lot of his the shots he made, he hung in the air and hung over the defender he was trying to shoot over. So his his legs weren't important, right? If you're hanging in the air, your legs aren't holding you up there. You're literally just you're there. So the your legs aren't what's shooting the ball anymore. It's your upper body. If you don't have good mechanics, you cannot control that shot. You know, so the the mechanics are so important for just becoming a good offensive player and a good, you know, that, yeah, that's it. A good offensive player and a reliable player on offense because, like, every team wants players who can shoot. You know, if you get two guards and one's, you know, they're both pretty athletic, they can both make plays, but, on, you know, one can only shoot in the mid-range and the other can like hit trees and mid-range chances are the one who can hit trees as well is going to get picked you know so like they're just so important you need to really work on having good upper body mechanics to become the best shooter you can okay so next we're going to look at kind of down below the waist Okay, so we're going to talk a bit about the legs and kind of their involvement because, like I just said, they're not as important as everyone makes them out to be, in my opinion. You know, if you look at kind of these shooters who jump in the air and they hang there and shoot, their legs aren't what's shooting the ball, it's their upper body. But, in saying that, they are important because... There are a couple of different ways to shoot and this is where the legs can be, you know, you always hear a coach say when your shots are a bit short, oh get more legs in it and what they're essentially telling you to do is jump higher whereas sometimes, you know, that's not how you shoot sometimes, okay, everyone, like I said, everybody shoots a bit different, so the main two things I'm going to take, talk about here is a one motion shot 
versus a two motion shot okay so the one motion shot is that kind of shot where you don't get much pop you don't get much legs in it you're thinking kind of Stephen Curry's where you're shooting that ball on the way up okay so as you kind of start to move up to shoot that ball is going with you it's all one smooth motion there's no hitches there's no stops and there's not a you know that's where your legs are important because your legs are kind of pushing through to shoot that shot um it's some would say it's more consistent and it can be quicker it can give you more range and um, because like i said your legs are a lot more involved you can get more power to shoot from further out it's a lot of your kind of three point snipers have this one motion shot where there, there's no stopping there's no hitches it's all one motion and they're just you know getting that power into it and it's nice and smooth the second one then is a two motion shot this is you know you really think kind of michael jordan and kobe here where they jump in the air they hang there and then they shoot just before they start to fall back down this is a really um good shot to have if you're well good technique if you're a really heavy mid-range player or maybe you're a bit taller it it gets you it gives you that ability to elevate over defenders and get your shot over them because now you're not really trying to create separation your separation is now made in the air you can get up over them you can hang there longer and you can get that shot off whereas with that one motion you know your release has to be quicker and you do kind of have to gain a small bit more separation to you know make space to get that shot off because you're not getting up as high in the air to create that space to shoot a two motion shot is really needed for fadeaways you know you you can't try hit fadeaways and you know these turnaround shots without hanging in the air it's not going to work you're not going to get you need that hang time to turn and square yourself up in the air so you can hit that shot so who should use like either type of shot it, and honestly it depends on your playing style because like you know whether you're tall or small or a guard or forward like you know both players and both all positions can like diff, you know change between these shots but personally you know I'm a small guard I'm only 5'9 I'm not a giant on the basketball court personally I prefer a two motion shot because it just gives me the extra elevation that I need to get over defenders that I don't have compared to other players that are just naturally taller you know even like if you're kind of six foot or so six one like you have a big advantage over someone who's five nine those couple of extra inches they make a big difference so like i would say for smaller players a two motion shot might be a better way to go it can give you 
you know that extra little bit of space you need to get a shot off a lot of the time but then again there are a lot of small players who play with a one motion shot so like I said it depends on your playing style and like you know it, what your you know your playing style whether you're kind of a real aggressive you know shot creator or where you're more just kind of a pure shooter and your you know whole job really is to just shoot the ball um like say if you're a point guard and you're taking a lot of shots off the dribble or like any player and you take a lot of shots off the dribble a two motion shot or even a shot which is a little bit of elevation is going to make a big difference and make your life a lot easier because you're going to have a defender on you like all the time you know if you're a primary ball handler that defender is going to be attached to you with the hip trying to stop you that little bit of elevation will make a difference whereas if you say were more of a role player or you're more of a just a shooter where you know you're kind of attacking out of the triple threat you're attacking closeouts and your job is to literally just shoot trees a one motion shot will probably suit you better because you can get it off quicker and it's going to take a lot less energy a two motion shot like it can really drain your legs you know and like i'm not i'm not making this up because in gilbert arenas's podcast you know he would have played against ray allen and we all know ray allen was an absolute sniper but he was also a two motion shooter and like so every time he had to shoot he had to really <coughs> excuse me get that energy into his legs jump up high hang there and shoot and that takes a lot of energy so like what they used to do was they actually used to just like run them around like crazy like literally on defense they make like Ray Allen they make him work like crazy you know running around screens running you know routes that were going nowhere defending players in the post defending them on the perimeter purely to wear him out so when he got onto offense he didn't have the power in his legs in the fourth quarter to hit the shots he needed so that's why I'm saying if like you're more of a a shooter kind of like Ray Allen that one motion shot will allow you shoot better for longer because it does take less energy now I'm not saying you have to shoot like that but like that's just from you know what I've seen what I've studied and like my own experience and you know a lot of it can depend on your height like I said if you're extremely small or extremely tall a two motion shot will probably suit you better you know we've discussed the small but like if you're tall a lot of the times if you're using that one motion shot and you're bringing that power through your legs and you have long limbs it can make it really hard to judge a shot and get it consistent whereas if you go with that two motion shot where you literally just jump and you use the upper body strength your upper body strength to shoot it it makes it a lot easier for you to judge that shot and get it more consistent because your legs and the power from your legs are now no longer a factor and like you know if you're really tall like say six eight to seven foot or whatever or even six six to seven foot like chances are you don't need that extra separation in the air you're purely just going to be doing it for more consistency 
you know, you're not going to meet a lot more people your height that you can't shoot over. So that two motion shot will allow you control your power a bit better if you're that bit taller. If you're in that middle range, however, kind of I'm going to say six three to six 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 two to six six a one motion shot you know you'll get away with it pretty much anywhere but in saying that like you can have both there are a lot of players and like i'm thinking right now of damian Lillard is a great example when they get in the mid-range they get into that two motion shot because they can elevate that bit higher and it gives them a softer touch in the mid-range to make shots. And then when they step outside the tree, they're kind of going one motion, trying to get their legs under that shot so they can shoot from as far out as possible and as they need. You can have both. You don't have to be, you know, completely one or the other. So if I were you, I would practice both. But like, you know, make sure you have one mastered. So like if you're a mid-range player, master the two motion shot if you're a three-point player master that one motion shot if that's what you shoot out and then you can mess around with you know say having a two motion when you get inside the the mid-range or even having a two motion shot for those times when you actually need to get a little bit more separation in the air to get that three-point shot off it can happen you know so having both in your bag is something you should really work on once you've got a good consistent shot already you don't want to be trying to like you know mess with two if you can just barely shoot learn to shoot master the basics and then we can look at kind of getting a little bit more fancy with it okay so finally what you came here for how do you actually become a better shooter and it's actually really simple just reps you need reps on reps on reps and the reason you need reps on reps on reps is this thing called neuroplasticity or what we have named muscle memory where basically and i actually have a blog post on this so if you want to head over to my blog you will see there's a post called why we need to get shots up scientifically and it's all about you know training muscle memory and training neuroplasticity but basically what it means is in our brains we have these kind of neural pathways that our we have these neuro sorry i'm trying to think of how to explain this because it actually is kind of a bit complicated but in our brains okay we have these things called motor neurons so when we shoot we build this kind of pathway in our brain which basically tells our brain that every time i go to shoot a basketball i have to shoot it like this okay and the more and more you shoot correctly the stronger and stronger this pathway gets you know kind of ingraining that muscle memory of this is how i shoot to make shots so you don't really kind of deviate from it and end up shooting shots with bad form because in your brain 
you have built this specific way of shooting that your body remembers and your muscles know and it's not going to try deviate from that but that takes reps it takes quality good reps to build that neural pathway so you shoot that ball properly every time you know if you're if you only shoot a couple of times it's not going to be that strong of a pathway and your body is going to deviate so you need to get up lots of reps and you need to get up lots of reps consistently because like these pathways you know like any muscle they can fade away if they're not being used you know so like if you're not shooting regularly re- that word always trips me up regularly yeah it's not right either you get the point but like if you're not getting shots up say weekly or whatever or daily and you're just shooting every so often your brain is kind of go kind of going to go okay yeah he shoots every once in a while it's not that important let's put you know less energy into remembering how to shoot and we'll put that energy somewhere else that's actually being used you know your body doesn't want to keep useless information it wants to put energy where it's needed so you need to get up quality reps consistently and what do i mean by quality reps you need to be focusing on building the correct footwork you need to be focusing on you know the correct hand placement the correct mechanics the all these things you know like we've spoke about because they all get ingrained in your mind and if you build them up wrong that's how it's going to stay your body's not going to turn around one day and go oh we've been doing this wrong for ages let's change it all of a sudden no it wants to stick to what it knows so you need to train it to do things the right way so when you're getting reps up you do need to focus on those details so like that your mechanics are spot on and along with focusing on the details of those mechanics you need to focus on the details of different situations you shoot out of you know there's no point just going in and shooting kind of spot up shots all the time which are great they're great for form and you will shoot them in games as well but you need to practice shooting them at game speed you need to practice shooting them off of different game situations so like say if that's coming off a pick and roll coming off a down screen you know off of a certain cut all these things you do in the game you need to practice getting shots up in those scenarios so that when you shoot it shoot like that in the game off that scenario it's not new to your body it's not trying to adjust it knows what to do and you can just knock down the shot without even thinking about it you know that pressure and anxiety of trying to make a shot it's not there because you know you can make it and you need to do this daily or at least like three to four times a week you need to be getting up like hundreds of shots every week if you want to become a really good shooter you know like it that's it's all it takes you need to get up lots of reps 
and lots of quality reps. You know, you need to get those form shots in, those spot-up shots, and those situational ones. You know, it just takes good reps. It's that simple. You know, it's like Ray Allen said, like, no one is born a shooter. A shooter is made. You know, you, you have to, it's the one skill, like I said at the start, we can all learn. Because everybody starts from the same position. You know, nobody's born a good shooter. You have to teach yourself to shoot and you have to get those reps up to ingrain those good habits and build that confidence. That's just all it takes is reps and confidence. And like, I assure you, you will become a good shooter. Maybe a great shooter, who knows? Depending on how much time you want to put into it. Okay guys, so that's it on for me on how to become a good shooter, how to become a better shooter. And like it really comes down into those three things. Get your upper body mechanics right, you know, get your hands right, get your elbow right, get your feet right. You know, work on that motion of your shot, you know, that one motion or two motion and get reps up in them. And get comfortable with them. And get up good quality reps consistently. To build that muscle memory. And like those reps are form shots. Situational. And just you know getting those spot up shots to get up reps. They all help. Do you know every good shot helps. You, you just need to get up shots. It's that simple. Alright, so thanks for listening. Let me know how you get on and if any of this stuff helped. Please don't be afraid to like check out my YouTube, check out my blog. There's stuff going up there weekly and my TikTok and Instagram. There's stuff going up there daily. You know, most of the time, hopefully, going up there daily. And if you have any questions or you want any more help, just let me know. Also, make sure you're staying safe out there. We're nearly out of this whole quarantine thing now. We're getting back out on the court, on the football field. You know, just do the do the right things. Sanitize your hands, wear face masks, do your health questionnaires, whatever you need to do to get back out there and get playing your sport, just do it. You know, the more people that do it, the quicker we get back out there and playing games. Pre-season, as of today, for us basketball players, is about 20 days away. Or not 20, 18 days away, the 20th of July is when our pre-season like officially starts so you know just do the right thing and get the work in and like we'll we'll all be back out on the court soon and finally just to throw it in there basketball school sessions with me are now available and just dm me or like email me or whatever and we can you know get that work in and get just get better together you know like I said preseason is just around the corner and the season is just around the corner and it is not too late to get better you know there is still loads of time so if you're interested just hit me up and we can sort something out alright guys so that's it for this week thanks for listening and we'll see you next week <laughs>